Welcome to From Beer to the Bible with your host, Urban Lee. Each week, you'll hear stories from Urban's road to sobriety and steps you can take to help you or a loved one find healing through Jesus Christ. Now here's your host, Urban Lee. Good evening and welcome to the show. You can find the book at FromBeerToTheBible.com. You can find more information on Hampton Ministries at HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome. Uh, welcome, Scott. Hey, Irvin. How you doing today? Hey, man. Good to see you, as always. My co-host, Scott, uh, back at our side. And then we have a very special guest, a good friend of mine. And a lot of times I hear people say, a brother from another mother. No, he's my brother from the Father, our Heavenly Father. Hey, James, how are you? I'm great. How are you guys? I'm excited to be here with you. Oh, We're glad man. To have you. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out. So here on the show, we always anchor ourselves in the Word of God in prayer. So I'm going to open with a prayer. Father, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for James and his work that he's doing to advance the kingdom of God through the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask that you draw all those who are suffering from drug and alcohol addiction or any addiction into the recovery power that is found in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Let's get right into it. James, again, welcome to the show. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do? Yeah, so my name is James Morris, and I work at Gateway Church. I'm married to Bridget, All who right. is amazing. And then we have three kids, Parker, Mitchell, and Bray, Okay, nine, six, and four. And what I do at Gateway is I build ministry for all of our campuses. Okay. So we have multiple campuses across the Metroplex. And so I'm kind of centralized and Mm -hmm. build the ministry that then goes out to the campuses. Okay, that's outstanding. And full disclosure, everyone knows and have heard me talk about Gateway and how important Gateway is to uh, my recovery, especially when I first got out. Uh, What I love about Gateway, and I heard a lot about Gateway being big, and you hear people say it's so big that you get lost. And my first memory of Gateway was walking in and the Holy Spirit was like, go right down front. And I went right down front and I met Pastor Jim at the time who was in charge of the marriage and family counseling ministry. And I had just gotten out of rehab. So my wife and I needed some marriage and family <laughs> counseling. So although Gateway is what we would call a big church, it is actually a small church when you get in and you get active and you meet people and you allow the Lord to open doors uh, for you. So with that said, let's, let's talk about recovery and how important Jesus Christ is to recovery from alcohol and drug addiction or addiction uh, overall. Yeah, that's a great point. And just as you were saying, Gateway is large in size, but Mm -hmm. we are like a small community when you get in, we're like a small town feel. So uh, once you do get in, then there's a lot to connect and build relationship in. And just as you were saying, Jesus' life in resurrection here on this earth yep. is our game changer. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we see Jesus as just the key to salvation, which he is. Yes, But he lived on this earth. He died for our sins, but yet he also overcame death. He overcame temptation. He overcame so many things so that now we can actually experience a victorious life here on this earth. And so that's what's incredible is that we get to walk in a different level of freedom because of Jesus coming to this earth. Well, that's wonderful. And one of the things that I know you and I have talked about, and 
I told you in my own recovery and my own struggle with addiction was dealing with the shame, the embarrassment, and kind of, you know, addiction being seen. And I'm going to say the church as kind of one of the, I'm going to use the word dirty sins or dark sins. So talk about that a little bit and how Christ sets us free from, from all sin. Absolutely. And God is a God of grace and the shame that we will feel is not put on us by God. Mm -hmm. That's put on us by the enemy because the enemy does not want us to be set free. Mm -hmm. And so we'll do what ever he can to to lock us down into uh, a stronghold and bondage because the word says to confess our sins to one another. Right. And when there's when we do there's freedom in that. There's freedom that we can experience. But the enemy knows that. Yes. And so the shame that you feel is something that is an outside stress and pressure that the enemy will put on us at times to hold us back from all of the amazing riches that the Lord has for us and you know I think you and I, we, we might yeah. have experienced a church where that revelation hadn't been spread yet. And yeah, so that's right. There, there is a, a, uh, sometimes a shame that may be put on somebody, but that's not from the Lord. And we need to love people. We need to bring them in and welcome. Mm-hmm. You look at Jesus, sinners loved to be around Jesus. Right, right. And in the same way, we as a church should be a place where sinners want to go. That's mm-hmm. where the doc, who needs a doctor? The sick. Yeah, that should be the place that people want to come and and be a part of because there's life there. Yeah. I think I think there's another aspect to it too besides shame. It's also fear. You know, if mm-hmm. I think about and I grew up in church. I, mm-hmm. I grew up at First Baptist Houston back when John Bazzano was there, and and in today's world, I think it, it's even it's more hyper focused. And, and I'll blame it on social media. You know, when when iPhones came along and, and all the social apps rolled out, right? My life's got to look a certain way. And especially in when you talk about a Western Christian culture, right, in the country we live oh, yeah. in, that's driven by consumption and everything's got to look good. You know, how you know, the, the own fear you put on yourself to walk in and go, yeah. I need help. I've got a problem. Right. Right. Because you're under this false, you know, uh, false presumption that everybody else's life's perfect. Completely unrealistic. And the reality is none of them are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to say that. Yeah. Right. And so we want a church that says, I'm here to help, but you got a population coming in driven by a society that says you don't need help. Mm-hmm. You can solve it yourself. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah. You know, that's a tough place to be. I mean, yeah. that's, I didn't want to raise my hand. I mean, I've, I've told this story in, in Irvin, those church I was going to, I was, I was teaching one of the largest Sunday school classes. I mean, we were, we were out, we were larger than the 8 a.m. service. And I was up there darker than Cooter Brown on Sunday morning, right? Yeah. I was not about to throw my hand up and go, I got a problem. Right. You need mm-hmm. help. You know, yeah. I, it was it was bad. And, and I, I walked away because of the guilt and shame. Yeah. I couldn't stand there and do that anymore. Yeah. Um, and like you said, that with the social media post, yeah. you're not posting, hey, I, I really messed up again today. Right. Yeah. That's that's not our society today. <laughs> that's not our culture. Yeah. Especially when you, when you think about the, and Irvin references this and he did, you know, today about the, the, the kind of the dark sounds, the dirty sounds is, you know, whether it's drug and alcohol addiction, it's porn addiction, it's gambling, or it's mental health related. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are struggling with depression, anxiety, or whatever that may be to say, I can't just simply pray this away. I need, I need some real help. Right. I need somebody to get down yeah. in the gutter with me. Yeah. And, and we don't want to do that. Yeah. you know, as, as a people or society. Well, one of the things I, I want you to talk about, James, and I, I found this at Gateway in abundance when I really need it was grace. 
Talk about grace and the Lord's grace and how we are to walk in that. Because one of the things I struggle with, and they've heard me say it a lot here, is the spirit of legalism, right? That I have to earn something from our Heavenly Father. So could you just talk about grace for a minute? For yeah, our absolutely. And just even what, what you're describing, some one, one thing that we say is we're all about people. Mm-hmm. And uh, someone would say, well, shouldn't you be all about God? No. God's all about people. So we're all about people because God's all about people. Mm-hmm. And when people want it come in, there is grace. And we want them to, to feel and see and experience that grace. Mm-hmm. And legalism can come in so sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> because you're like, you come in and when you first get saved, you're like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good thing God <laughs> did this. But then after you start accomplishing some things in the spiritual realm, you start thinking, okay, yeah. I, I'm, I got my act together. I'm yeah. good. And then all of a sudden legalism starts coming in. But yeah. there is nothing that we can, we, we will never be perfect enough. That's why we have to rely on Jesus who was perfect. Right. So. Yeah. And, and that is, you know, one of the things that I, I found in, also understanding grace, reading about grace, but then seeing grace in action through people, which I was given a lot of that from God, but also through people that go to Gateway. Then the other thing that's so important to those who are suffering from drug and alcohol addiction in the recovery process is accountability. So talk a little bit about the importance. We call them sponsors, but mentors, spiritual leaders, accountability partners to make sure that you're staying on the right track in life and also in recovery. Yeah, that's so valuable. And even for a long time, uh, I used to be a stewardship pastor. We would help people with our, with their finances. Mm -hmm. And even then, one thing we found is that we were measuring our success and we were seeing by success, we were measuring it by who is sticking with this six months after Mm -hmm. that we taught them. And we were doing our classes, and it wasn't until we added coaches that would walk along somebody with somebody as mm-hmm. accountability partners that we really started seeing success. Mm-hmm. And God has created us in a way that we, we need each other. Yep. And having that accountability with whatever, the, as you said, whatever your sin might be, yeah. then having that accountability is just the, the thing that God may use to help us get to where we need to go. Yes, you just sparked something in my mind, and I know you and I talk about it a lot, and I want to talk about it today with our listeners, and that's the importance of protecting and caring for our soul, Mm. which is the integration of our mind, our will, and emotions. And one of the things that I know that I realized when I fell deep into alcoholism was, man, I stopped caring for my soul. And the minute I started drifting I fell more and more into not just alcohol. One sin led me to another sin and another sin. And now as I reflect on that, I realize I really just stopped caring about and watching what I fed my mind, my will and emotions. And I was just overcome by sin, shame and ended up in the pit of alcoholism. So could you just talk about how important that is? Yeah, absolutely. And so often, whatever we are feeding ourselves is what we'd become. And mm-hmm. so we need to be careful of what are, what are we allowing our eyes to see? What are we allowing our, our body to do? What are we allowing in our, in our 
ourselves. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture that says all things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. Mm-hmm. And even for me and my wife, we've realized there's some things we just have to say no to. Yeah, It may be right. There may be nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's not going to be profitable. It's mm-hmm. not going to help us in yeah. in that. And so to keep us kind of from com- going into that spiral down, yeah. we have to make those decisions that yeah. are difficult. And so even I had a mentor going into college, uh-huh. uh, at, well, way before then, that really started mentoring me and pouring into me. And I remember he, he made me, before I went to college, uh, come up with a list called pre-made decisions. Okay. And like he that. said, that way, whenever you're in the moment, you don't have to make that decision. Yeah. And yep. so you're going to go ahead and pre-make that decision. So Love he it. would tell me, so let's say you're, you're, at, a, you're at a party yeah. right? and you're asked for alcohol. Okay. What, are you, what are you going to say? Yeah. And he'd be like, no, no, don't just do it for me. You, uh-huh. What are you truly going to say? Yeah. And then he'd be like, okay, what about this situation? What are you going to do? And he made me go through just about every wow. decision that you could possibly happen and write it down because it. It, there's even more whenever you take it to the next step and write it down. Yeah. And so I went through and wrote down my pre-made decisions mm-hmm. that I had already made the decision. Yeah. I didn't even have to think about it when I was in the moment Yeah. for when I went to college. Well, that I stuck to that. Uh-huh. And everything I had committed to him right. and on paper yeah. that I would, all my pre-made decisions, I stuck with it. And so now... Me and my wife will talk about, hey, what is our pre-made decision? So and we don't fall guess, into it in the faced moment. every one of them, too. Do, oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you wow. never look back and go, well, I didn't need that one. Well, and there were a couple that I thought, listen, uh-huh. that, like, gonna happen. Yeah. one, this is awkward talking with you about this. And then, but once again, it goes to accountability. Yeah. But two, I'm not going to face that. And then I did. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, good thing I'm not even making a decision at this moment. I'm not even having to think about it. I've mm-hmm. already made a decision before I, could, I got to this situation. That That is so good. So it's a pre-made decision list. I think I would recommend that to, all, to ourselves and to all of our listeners, especially those who are suffering from drug and alcohol addiction, because Scott, you know this and can attest to this is like, when you're in your active addiction, you are literally making one bad decision mm-hmm. after another. There's like a litany of them. And I want to shift gears because as you were speaking, I was it, it popped in my head the importance of spiritual disciplines. Can you talk about some of the spiritual dis- disciplines that that you yourself employ and then others that you have learned from others, your mentors and perhaps your dad? Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I would say, like, for me, mm-hmm. that there are so many layers to that. And even maybe, like, we were talking about pre-made decisions. Yeah. Uh, it, it's learning how to, to walk in, uh, in that life versus just doing something. Mm-hmm. Like, rather than just it being a one and done, like, a, uh, like it, all of a sudden people would, do this um, thing to try to get healthy and that lasts a week. Yeah. Then you do some else to try to and try to get spiritually healthy and it may last yeah. five, six days, but then you go on a trip or you do something else and then you just lose it. And yeah. so it's really being trying to find those rhythms that are consistent in my life that mm-hmm. uh, putting praying and just some of these simple things, praying for a family, praying and just uh, allowing there to be enough freedom mm-hmm. to match the, the craziness of life but yeah. yet to enough structure that you stick with it. 
Yeah. And I have found that and I call it my rhythm of living. Right. Mm. At a point of time that is reserved for the Lord, a point of time to work out. So I went from being this guy who was very undisciplined <laughs> to there is structure. And I'm going to use the word. I'm very intentional. I'm intentional about praying. I'm intentional about reading the Bible. I'm intentional about having dinner with my wife every night, phone off. Yeah. And I'm more intentional. She'll say, I still need to work on this, but I'm more intentional about paying attention to her and not trying to solve all her problems because mm-hmm. that's what she used to say to me. She still says it. I hear you, babe. Don't try to solve. Just listen. Just let me, let me talk about it. Talk. Uh, to me about your experience with addiction, not you. I know you yeah. don't even drink and you've not, but just perhaps someone in your life. I know your, your, your father, uh, Pastor Robert tells an awesome mm-hmm. story about the, the motel room, which I knew right then I was like, I'm in the right church. Thank you, Lord. So yeah. maybe talk about that just a little. Yeah. And Talking about, I'm going to go back and then I'll hit down that. Yeah. Going back to the disciplines, mm-hmm. uh, same mentor that I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. he, I, I wanted to go into business. And that's why I was studying business. I was yeah. planning on going into business. And there was a very successful business guy that was mentoring me. Yeah. And one of the first things he did is he had me memorize scripture. Okay. And I thought, this is, I'm wanting to do business. This yeah. is crazy. I just want, you're teaching me. I'm not one saying I want to be a pastor. I don't want to do this. I want to be in business. And he said, no, no, this, this helps you in every area of your life. Yeah. And so even now, uh, whenever temptations come, whenever, yeah. uh, you face one of those pre-made decision moments, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden the scripture comes to your mind. Yeah. And we're not just reading the mm-hmm. scripture. We're meditating on the scripture. Yes. Yes. And so all of a sudden you're, in a temptation and scripture comes to mind or uh, you're in a, a difficult hole or darkness and yeah. a scripture comes to mind. And I remember just even t- sometimes being overwhelmed with fear mm-hmm. and just quoting s- scripture after scripture and, right. uh, that the earth is the Lord's in all its fullness. And here I am just keep quoting scripture over yeah. and over because all of a sudden it starts building confidence and trust right. saying, Hey, God's got this under control. Right. And so uh, we, Often, many of us will have a, a bent, mm-hmm. and addiction is so strong. And so we'll have even a generational iniquity or something, a bent towards yep. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so my my um, grandpa's brother, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, had a very was very addicted to alcohol okay. and basically lived in prison because as soon as he'd get out, he'd yeah get drunk or something and then have to go back and, okay uh and it was just a, a cycle and that is probably just a, a, a trend in our families that there i know i have an addictive personality okay and so i will gravitate towards something yeah and it will consume me mm-hmm. and so we it's not just like whatever but no matter what it is we yes. can it could be alcohol for one it could be something else for something someone else yeah and so you have to learn to kind of uh, move that attention and focus mm-hmm. onto those things that we should be focused on. Right. Otherwise, we could just live in that addiction. And so it's definitely something I'm very aware of because it's it's been a stronghold. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I had to 
be overly cautious with pre-made decisions and everything. Yeah, and and the Lord blessed you with a great mentor, and you were smart enough to listen, right? And one of the things that we always talk about on the show is the importance of knowing your family history, because I have a family history of, and it's primarily the men in our family mm-hmm. for, I mean, years have been, I'm going to use the word destroyed by alcoholism. I just recently lost a, a male cousin about six months ago, just lost a female cousin. So we tell all of the young people in our family and everybody, we tell them refrain from the use of alcohol. And then in all honesty, I think the family used to kind of cover that up. Right. Mm-hmm. And that did us more harm than good. So now we bring it to the light and we're transparent with the generation. Look, this is what happened. And I tell all my nieces and nephews, the ones that live with me, don't drink. Mm -hmm. Look what happened to your uncle. You were here for some of that. And they got to see that and see the dangers of, of alcoholism. So to all our listeners, if you have a history of addiction in your family, don't be ashamed of it. But... Be transparent about it to all of your family members. Now, we're going to talk more on the other side. We'll be back with more of From Beer to the Bible right here on The Word, 100.7 FM. Finding addiction help is intensely personal, and the differences in options may not be immediately clear. Hampton Ministries was founded with the intent to provide people struggling with substance and behavioral issues with guidance to find the best environment for their well-being and recovery. Our main focus is to help those who use drugs and alcohol to break free and learn to cope with life circumstances. Hampton Ministries provides a rehab welcome kit to provide crucial resources to make their journey a success. Utilizing Lonnie Hampton's principles of character, work ethic, and selflessness, participants learn to hold themselves accountable. We want to help each individual obtain the life skills necessary to live a happy, successful, sober life. If you or a loved one is wrestling with substance abuse and needs help finding treatment or to donate, please visit HamptonMinistries.org. That's HamptonMinistries.org. Welcome back to From Beer to the Bible. Here's your host, Irvin Lee. Welcome back. It's Irvin Lee, your host of From Beer to the Bible. We've been talking with my good friend and brother James today. James, is there anything you want to share with our listeners uh, around Gateway and what Gateway is doing in their programs to help uh, those who are suffering from all types of addiction and just those who are looking for a home and want to know Jesus Christ? Absolutely. First of all, Jesus loves you. God loves you so much. And we would love the opportunity to see you uh, at one of our services. And then as we are talking about addiction and mm-hmm. just the the difficulties, uh, I would strongly recommend, and you can go online for this. You can also come to our uh, services for this. Is yeah. We have this series of classes, and we're talking about, we've talked about discipleship, mm-hmm. and it really starts with some of the foundations, Yeah, and then it, it talks about your your understanding of that God owns it all and that we get to be obedient to him yep. and that the Bible has all authority and uh, the way that God sees us, the way that we see God and how that filter may may be actually leading to some of your actions that not, mm-hmm. aren't actually right. 
Yeah. But then going in next, uh, we have some freedom classes, mm-hmm. and they are just so powerful. Talking about inner vows that we might have made, yeah, um, generational inequities, and really breaking some of those ties in your life to help you see the freedom that you're looking for. So I would strongly recommend everyone to kind of go through those course of classes, and then it leads into the freedom classes. Okay. And I would like to just say thank you, James, for blessing our ministry. From the day I have met you, you have been an extreme blessing to not only my life, but my ministry, my family, and the work that we aspire to do for the Lord God. Thank you, brother. Thank you. And I want to leave you today with the love. I love you. The faith is in Christ Jesus and the hope is found in the Lord our God. May God always richly bless you. Thank you for listening to From Beer to the Bible with host Irvin Lee. To learn more, visit FromBeerToTheBible.com. There you can catch past episode podcasts and find other resources. That's FromBeerToTheBible.com.